the Necronomicon awaits. A ritual must be performed. Seems fairly obvious. Batu! Marada! <laughs> I told you I would find you. Noni! Fast, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bump, bump, bumping night. It's showtime. What's your name? What? What is your name? We are men of misfortune. What is going on, misfortunate listeners? I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. Welcome back to Men of Misfortune. I am Riley Wallen, and to my right this time, uh, we have, as always, it's your boy, Mason. T- today, we're going to be interviewing a band, Modeling, from Arkansas. I couldn't be more excited to uh, talk to these guys. They were uh, originally PM Today. Now they go by Modeling. They are 80s sound wave synth. Why don't much? you ask them? Yeah, what do you yeah. guys want to be? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty synth-heavy music. Uh, um, a lot of um, analog synths. I don't. I don't really. I really hate this question because I can't really explain it. But yeah, we have, definitely have some influences from from the '80s and whatnot. Nothing wrong with that at all. No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Uh, your uh, music video, Loudstone, uh, nothing unexpected. Nothing unexpected. Definitely yeah. shows your guys' uh, influences hardcore. I mean, it is very it's it's a beautiful music video i mean i love the whole aesthetic the sounds it's great uh, so. yeah that was actually one of the things that made okay so when i was watching the visualizer that you guys uploaded uh when i saw a crt on there i was like all right i gotta talk to these guys because i i'm like <laughs> absolutely fascinated with anything retro tech i have crts at my house i have a super nintendo collection i'm all about <laughs> old school tech i used to i actually dabble a lot in analog synths myself as well so i was gonna ask you guys what ones you used on the album and everything too because I, I i identify a lot with what you guys do at least um with what you use and what you're inspired by so i think that's really cool that is that's really cool that you uh recognize that and that you're inspired by those things too because yeah i love all that stuff i was gonna ask is it, is it a sony trinitron <laughs> i um no it was, uh, what is it it's some i don't know it says apex on the tv actually yeah that's the name of the brand apex. <laughs> uh, i do have the trinit the trinitron though like the a smaller one uh yeah. that i used um i think that's what he's talking about with the visualizer Oh, with the visualizer. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, one, yeah, that. yeah. I did use it for that. Yeah, I use a smaller, smaller TV when I do like the little glitchy stuff. Um, yeah. So you did all that yourself? Yeah, yeah. We did all the okay. all the visuals ourselves. Everything. Nice. Music video awesome. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when it came to recording, I mean, you guys are 100 on you guys, right? I mean, there was no other. You. It was just you guys, you three, just recording everything, right? Right. Yeah. So what was that? What was that like? I mean, you didn't. You guys were a part of Rise Records when you guys were part of PM Today, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So even yeah. from having a you know Rise Records behind you guys to to doing it 100 dolo by your guys selves, what was that like? Uh, it was a really long process, a lot longer than I thought it would be because um, it's such a it's like just a really huge learning curve. I mean, Mason, I know you said you kind of you kind of work with analog synths. I mean, you probably know a little bit about how hard it is to record stuff and to mix and to like get things to sound the way you hear it in your head. So that was the biggest hurdle is learning everything. And a lot of the learning happened whenever, um, you know, we quit PM today and then a couple of us went to school in Boston for music. And, uh, you know, we were gonna go there for music performance. We were really into like our instruments and um, that was a big thing in 20, 2011, 2012. 
But then we discovered how to learn, or I'm sorry, how to use a, a DAW, a digital audio workstation, and how to record mm -hmm. ourselves through a, a class that wasn't even in our schedule. It was just like a free class. We just, you know, Connor and I walked in there and we learned more in that class. And it was way more interesting than any other class we were taking. And that kind of like, that kind of changed everything for us. So I was like, whoa, we could be doing all this stuff on our own at, at home. And um, yeah, I started there. I started started with this, started with Reason. I don't know if you guys know what Reason is. Definitely it's, heard of it before. It's, yeah, yeah. I've dabbled in Reason, yeah. Yeah, it start, we started on there and then we made the move to Ableton. And it was around 2014 uh, is whenever we moved back from Boston, you know, to Arkansas. And then from then on, we've just been like watching YouTube videos and just doing it all of ourselves. Uh, it's really inspiring, honestly. Yeah, thank oh, God for, for YouTube. You can pretty much learn anything on that on that mm -hmm. site. So mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was it like going from a prog rock band to a synth style band? I mean, uh, crowd wise, I mean, you guys are back on doing shows since COVID. Uh, you know, you go from like moshing and screaming and heavy <laughs> playing to very relaxed ambient <clears throat> music. I mean, it is like music to the soul, pretty much. I mean, what was it like? <laughs> Honestly, a lot of our shows... I the last show we played was exactly like you just there's moshing it was the same thing it's really <laughs> not, not the art music. Not, it's, yeah it's not the art music though but yeah. yeah um yeah the crowd is definitely different um we're not i don't even know how to explain that i mean i like that question that's an interesting yeah. thing to think about and it's something that i don't think we've thought really hard about but for some reason i remember more pm today shows where people were actually just standing around like you got the cool kids standing around just you know <laughs> arms crossed their head up and down <laughs> yeah so like i feel like it it doesn't it doesn't feel so much different because yeah in pm today i feel like we played to a lot of people that were just like literally just standing there and um uh, okay well I'll say, I'll say this the, the biggest thing that i noticed is like at these sh modeling shows in comparison to pm today shows i just remember we'd finish playing and then if someone was buying merch or talking to us they would always say man you guys you guys are whatever you guys were cool there's a lot of really cool guitar parts and drum parts and four-part harmonies it was so cool you guys are, are really good at your instruments and um now whenever we finish playing a lot of the uh the comments are more okay i can't think of the word for this but it, it is more felt than like uh oh uh, yeah it's more that they're more um more about the feeling that yeah. they the emotions that they feel from the music and less about like the parts that we're playing i feel like we and, get more of that i guess yeah, it's it's more sincere the, reaction from the yeah fans. it's less about yeah. the flashy guitar riffs and the fast drums which that stuff is still cool and it, I, st I still like that stuff but it, they talk more about the feeling they have watching us and uh yeah like connor said the, the emotion instead which is incredibly important to us and that's kind of a reason we kind of transferred into or transition into this kind of music that we play now uh, yeah uh I, for our listeners that don't know ryan connor and quinn are all brothers and mason came up with a really really good question and i want him to ask that. oh um all of us in here have brothers and uh anybody that has any siblings know that sometimes the 
sibling bickery gets in the way of stuff. So I was curious <laughs> yeah. if like, how does that affect your guys' music making, just like the traveling together, the band stuff? Because I mean, I love my brother, but like when there's been times where I can't stand the guy and I don't want to even be around him, you know? So, <laughs> I mean, I was just curious what your experience with playing a band with your siblings is. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty easy. We don't ever, I mean, we're all very, very similar. I mean, we're different, but we're very similar and I don't, I don't ever get to a point where I'm like, can't stand to be around them or anything. I, yeah. I don't know. It feels pretty easy. We've been doing it for a long so time long, too. Yeah. yeah. It kind right. of feels normal. We learned all like our, our own habits and we, we know when to, uh, you know, give, give each other space too. It's never really been an issue though. Um, I, and I think that we're really lucky in that aspect because I, I understand what you're saying, Mason. Like when we were younger, we used to fight all the time. But um, once we started playing music together, that kind of all stopped. It was, I don't know. That's good. It That's awesome. kind of like the glue you guys needed to like keep that strong bond, man. Yeah, it definitely bonds us together for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Did, did, you guys, did you guys, uh, you all grew up together in the same home, I'm mm -hmm. assuming? Or? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I watched that video you just released not too long ago when you guys were kids. I really liked that. That was pretty cool. Oh, I heard yeah. it was all VHS tapes. It was yeah, nostalgic yeah. for me, too. And it wasn't even me. So. <laughs> That's cool. That's the, uh, that was the, uh, what we were trying to achieve. And I just, I, you never know, with because it's our personal home video. So I'm glad that resonated with you. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. My dad used to record me a lot on his little VHSC, the little compact one. When I, I, we, yeah. I was an athlete growing up, so I have tons of videos of me being wrestling in tournaments when I'm a little kid. So, and they look just like that with the film grain and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I actually want to get one of those little handheld uh, cameras and like put the, the tape. I want to record like new stuff like that with the VHS. <laughs> That's funny you say that because <laughs> I have a son, he's 12, and I told that to him. I was like, Hey, when you get into high school and start doing sports, I'm going to bring the big camcorder. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you in front of everyone. Yeah, the shoulder one. Yeah. You've got a whole ass brick for a fucking battery. you got the big microphone. <laughs> you got somebody holding a boom mic. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, get closer. Get closer to the mat. <laughs> That's great. So uh, during COVID, whenever you guys wrote this album, what, what were your influences? Because, I mean, everybody was pretty much locked down i mean did you guys use that to harness to create your art i mean that isolation pretty much for those you know almost a year pretty much i mean yeah. i know on your site it said that a lot of the inspirations and ideas for some of the songs were from 2015 and during the uh covid you just i'm sure just manifested all that stuff because you had downtime and you just got the ideas and fleshed them out i'm assuming yeah that's actually I mean, that's that's pretty close um yeah like we always have, I mean, like all musicians always have just like a ton of ideas that are unfinished and stuff. Usually, I mean, I feel like most artists that I talk to or guys in bands, they always have unfinished songs that just sit on their mm -hmm. computer and they do nothing with. And yeah, we've had a lot of ideas um, that we just, I feel like a lot of the times when we don't finish things, it's just because we don't know how to create the sound that we hear in our head. I feel like it's like, um, if we can't make it the way that we hear it in our head, we just kind of let it sit there and then we'll revisit it when we're like, when we know more or know what to do with this, this thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then with the whole pandemic uh, happening, you know, like we were, I think it was either before you guys started recording or maybe it was, I don't know, just the beginning of the conversation. We had just started playing shows and then that happened. And um, that kind of like gave us the time 
to uh since we weren't playing shows to to really actually create an album and stuff um trying to figure out where i was going with that it wasn't planned though uh it, it was going to be an ep it was going to be like yeah three or four songs but yeah then the pandemic hit and it's like well we're not playing shows anymore uh might as well just create an album uh so that's that's kind of how it happened the isolation part that you asked about tyler honestly we, we've kind of been people of isolation our entire lives like we kind of are extremely introverted and reclusive so the pandemic was incredible <laughs> I, I kind of feel the same way it's like i'm getting laid off from work and i'm getting paid to sit at home yeah. play music yeah. and video games all day all right man i'm 100 percent behind it right Dude, some of the no, best times of my life yeah. and it honestly was like we didn't have to go to our like at the time we had side jobs like quinn and i taught music and connor is a photographer and um we didn't have to go to our jobs anymore and we got to spend every day working on this album and creating music all day and it was the best time of our lives like as awful as that sounds it just was you know we got them as soon as we finished playing music we could just go watch you know some netflix and play some video games and wake up and do the same thing again. and then, and then collect yeah. our, check. our money <laughs> yeah no dude 100 what we yeah. did we were playing uh neo 2 i was watching like 10 episodes of one piece every single day hanging out with the kids yeah that was I that was couldn't me have i dreamed was, it any better mm -hmm. i was watching uh -huh. naruto shippuden for like three months straight playing games with these guys and <laughs> it was a really weird perspective on life like the first few weeks went by and i'm just like what if life was just stayed like this like it almost, <laughs> it'd almost just be better at some point yeah. like not yeah. the pandemic i got time, i got but... so far in the witcher i got really far in that game yeah man it was it was it was great i mean then at some point yeah you, you want to see people but um it didn't affect our writing it kind of just we kind of had these yeah it just didn't really affect the loneliness the themes like what you were asking about too is like that's kind of yeah like ryan said earlier that's just kind of always been i think in our writing the um that those feelings um you can tell it in your voice man you can hear it whenever you start saying and i can feel like the the almost empty feeling it, it's like it's so good i don't know how to describe <laughs> it i mean we were driving yesterday and uh after we had you know moved the interview to today uh, we got in the car and we went to go get Mason a new X an OG Xbox. Old new Xbox. <laughs> nice. new old yeah. Xbox. Uh, and and we were playing the album and I, I just cranked it up when we were driving and it just it just hits to the core. I mean your lyrics, the 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 melody, everything. It's just, it's I, so I was definitely vibing hardcore. Yeah. I was into it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. thank you guys. Thank you. Guys. Yeah. It's like perfect driving music with the windows down. Oh yeah. yeah. Sunny, yeah. sunny day, <laughs> 90 degrees outside. Just cruising man perfect time to get sad let's go oh yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. absolutely uh so who is who was the one they initiated going from you know hardcore to uh synth like uh, who made this like initial jump into the synth phase uh i don't know if it, if it was like a single like moment where we're just like hey let's do sense but I can tell you that when Ryan and I went to school in Boston, we used to walk to, we were so poor when we lived there. We used to walk to school every day. It's about a 50 minute walk there and back. So we'd walk there and back. And um, it was around, it was around when Spotify, you could listen to music for a while before getting like the ads that would pop up like every other, you, you know what I mean? And you could like, like 15 songs or something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And you could choose songs too. Um, 
And yeah, I remember we were listening to electronic music because it was just a genre that we never got into. And we discovered a guy named John Hopkins, who is like an English composer. And he was, his music was very synth based and it was very inspired by like, uh, the album we got into was called Immunity, which was very inspired by like film because he had done film scores. And so just the the merging of those two sounds like electronic music and film score type music uh, really, I guess, changed our perspective and just it, it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities. And I just his synth sounds on that record are just oh, so, so cool. They're so cool and so detailed and just like, man, um, that is such a great record. Still, we listen to that record still today. Yeah. It's like and it's like eight years old. Yeah, it came out in 2012 or something. 13. Yeah. 13. Man. Yeah, that's a great, great album. I think that kind of pushed us in the direction of synths. And um, yeah, I think yeah, that- you know, at the time, like I mean, one of the cool things about synthesizers, or what I found cool, what I liked about them, even though I don't really play synth, but um, I have like my own synthesizers and drum machines for producing, is like you can make anything on a synthesizer. You can make any sound that you can possibly think of. Um, it's just super. It's I always compare it to a video game, like or like Minecraft or whatever or something. You can just create anything. If you know what you're doing, and say, that, yeah, you can basically just run MIDI and create any sound out of it if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could sculpt anything. It's not just like an acoustic drum set where you have just those sounds. You can kind of just, it was just very cool. Like you can just make anything you want. So that was, do I, I, I'm assuming you, uh, do you build your own with a Eurorack? Oh my God! No, I, we're not. <laughs> you that, we wouldn't have any music out. Doing? Yeah, we would have nothing. You can't. Just learning how to use an, <laughs> Just learning how to use an analog synth in general, just like a, just a regular like analog synth, like that took so much time to learn, like just how to make a sawtooth wave sound like interesting. You know, like well, a lot of them too. You have to tune. You have to micro tune them. They're not right. actually in any key or anything. They just make yeah. sounds. So yeah, yeah, and I understand. I empathize. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we really need to ba- we really try to balance it. Like we're not really good at any of our instruments because we like to spend a lot more time writing and producing. So we have songs and tracks. You know, if we spent so much time on our instruments and like building synthesizers, then. Um, we wouldn't have very many songs either. So it, it, we're yeah. still trying to balance that a little bit. So yeah, the point of that is that we're not really good at anything. We just... <laughs> we we actually had a listener who uh, wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Uh, I'm trying to find... what uh, Pattern. They wanted to know about Pattern. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, the second I posted it, I got an email. They're like, hey, can you ask them about Pattern? I'm like, I, I, I haven't heard this one. I, I started whenever you guys released the, the Tiny Desk video of Apex. That's when mm. I started on you guys. So okay. how, what was, what was pattern and, and will it come back? Uh, <laughs> so right when we started this band, we released three demo songs. One was called moon, one was called pattern and one was called impulse. And uh, they were just demos. We had them up on our SoundCloud. We had them on our YouTube channel for a while. Um, but when we decided to kind of, overhaul everything and and actually released you know produced music that was finished i mean i guess those songs were finished but like uh they weren't they were just in a demo state we wanted to kind of just get rid of them get them off the the channels so that we could have just like a clean thing 
Um, but I do, you know, we always take ideas that are old and we revamp them and, and making them into something new if, if it's inspiring. And, and I did really like some of the melodic stuff in Pattern. I liked a lot of the melodic stuff in Moon and, and Impulse too. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to go back. It's like going, <laughs> how I look at it is like, it's like trying to date an ex-girlfriend again or something. Yeah, you know, you know how the outcomes are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that because we had, uh, we just deleted seven of our first episodes. We had uh, episode zero, which was technically our first episode that we did. It was just Mason, uh, myself, and our one of our old members that we had. His name was Dan. And we recorded a whole episode. We got drunk. And then the owner of the studio came out and she was like, hey, you need to get back in there and redo that. Uh, it, it didn't record. There was some kind of update. Oops. So we so we had to go back into the studio. Uh, at this time, we didn't own any kind of recording equipment. It, like, this is all us right now, pretty much. And um, she was like, I need you guys to go back in there and re-record. I'm like, Alanda, we are drunk. Like, we don't, we don't want to do this. So she was like, well, you have to. It's for the radio station. So we, we got in there. We did it. And we didn't have, like, our own setup so basically from like episode seven was when we got our studio and like started putting everything together and started buying our own equipment and so i wanted like a fresh slate pretty much so i just deleted everything so yeah I totally totally get it man 100 percent get it yeah yeah but i mean it doesn't mean that we won't uh maybe do something with the, those ideas again i i just don't know it just depends on if we're inspired by it and, and like i said i do like some of the, the melodic elements from it um or if we're out of ideas yeah and we need to reprise some stuff yeah yeah, yeah. um i want to go back a little bit um pm today um the first song i heard by you guys was don't exist and it completely blew me away like what was the inspiration behind that song holy shit uh, <laughs> i know I'm, I'm going way back i'm sorry but it really is though such dude. a like, fucking banger i heard it and i was instantly like like hooked especially the outro i was just Never i'm just like oh my god this feels yeah, so yeah. good <laughs> hey you know the outro uh the outro and like i guess the band intro after the beginning of the song they're kind of similar coin just reminded me one of the bands we listened to that inspired that sound at the very end is me without you and i can't i can't remember the song it was a song that connor you you used to listen to a lot yeah it's been a long time but man i can't i couldn't tell you what it was or what it is but um yeah there's i mean it's hard to say one point of inspiration because it yeah like I, I always loved like doo-wop music and stuff too. Um, okay. and, like, just the chords at the beginning, which go through the typical, like uh, the root, the six, the four, five is like just a, mm-hmm. a doo-wop chord progression. Um, so I, I listened to that a lot around that time. Um, I, I guess like the, the meaning behind it uh Man, that was a that was so long ago. I mean, I know that I was depressed a lot, and I had just <laughs> gotten out of a, a relationship, and um, I remember feeling, I mean, kind of similar feelings, feeling alone a lot. <laughs> similar themes. Yeah, um, yeah. There's, I don't know how to. 
I don't know. It's just all personal stuff. Musically, it's all over the place. I mean, we, like I said, <laughs> that, like that's kind of what I love about it, though. Yeah, like it, it bounces around a lot, and like I'm I'm a big progressive music guy. Like I love like crazy, insane, heavy, like metal, like progressive, dream theater stuff like that. Yeah, well, I think that's what drew it to me because I've always loved like you know indie or like pop punk stuff too, and like the blend between them was just very cohesive. Mm-hmm. Like it, it mixed so well together. Like one of my favorite bands song. for guitar stuff that I listened to was Darkest Hour. Um, oh, nice. Okay. So that could have been an inspiration behind a lot of the 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 guitar the guitar stuff. I mean, I can't play anything like that guy, Chris. I think his name was with like those older albums. Um, but I love Darkest Hour and the melodic elements of those solos. Like they were really just they they had a lot of arcs and and development and just the solos just were just. It just wasn't mindless noodling. Yeah. They were very... And they had stories. Yeah, they were very yeah, just, yeah. Um, I don't know, tasteful. Yeah, I, it I wasn't really... like a Carrie King guitar solo where it's just like mindless shredding, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure who that is, but yeah. No, it's I would... the guitarist from Slayer. I don't know. That's... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, Darkest Hour. Um, what was the, uh, Is it Undoing Ruin? Undying Undoing Rune is is an album, but I don't know if that's the one. Tranquils, uh, or that's a song. Uh, Doomsayer, that. or that's also a that's song. That's the newer album. That's a song. I can't remember the album. I yet. can't remember. They were back to back. Both of those albums were back to back, and they had amazing guitars. Um, yeah, love those albums. Yeah, so maybe some all over the place, man. With that stuff. Yeah, uh, depression. Depression makes the, the best content, honestly. For <laughs> I think I, so. I, as fucked up as that is, dude. Like my art, my saddest time in the studio. I'm knocking out fucking gold. You know, so yeah. I totally get it. I was uh, gonna say I can't remember how many times I've listened to "The Less I Know, The Better" by Tame Impala and been depressed and just been like, <laughs> "It's so sad, but it just bops." Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I remember when uh, when Austin Childers sat me down and uh, he showed me you guys. I was uh, I was in a pretty pretty bad pre- pretty bad state, honestly. And he sat me down and we were just jamming. And he was like, "Have you heard of these guys?" And he put on "Don't Exist," and I was I grew infatuated with you guys i listened to all your eps the the uh, <laughs> what what's the album uh in res in Menos res. Menos res. Yeah. yeah dude i fucking love that album i've been waiting to get a copy of that for forever i'm a huge mason and I, well actually say all three of us yeah three of us are huge vinyl collectors and i've been waiting to get that goddamn album for forever but it's been on back order for i don't know how long but we just sold out. We actually had copies that we found in our in our storage. We probably had like twenty five of them or something like that. Like they were the first pressings first ever. First pressings, and we randomly oh, nice. found them nice. last year, and we just threw them up on Bandcamp to see if anything happened, and they sold out like so incredibly fast. And we have no followers on Bandcamp. I don't even know how people found it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because wow. we didn't. We definitely weren't going to advertise it. We just stuck it yeah. up on there in case anyone wanted one. But yeah, we just got, we just got rid of all of them. So yeah, I was gonna say Mason uh, was on your website yesterday, and he saw that all your merch is gone. I mean, this is incredible. Like all your shirts are pretty are like out of stock. I saw. Oh, on our Bandcamp store. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. The three that we that we used to sell. Yeah, yeah those are all gone. They're all gone. We we have some new ones that we just got for this release. That w- they're they're not meant to be uh show exclusive but they have been um, yeah just because we haven't taken good. any photos of them and thrown them up on the store yet but we have some new stuff that we're going to put on there yeah okay cool i was wondering that because yeah. i could tell that they were older i just yeah i just oh, thought yeah. it was cool if they were sold out i guess yeah whenever you guys get those in let me know i will definitely jump on one man i would love that for sure 
Somehow. Oh, the the modeling stuff or the PM today thing or what either the one. Honestly, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I ordered both vinyls. I've got the the modeling one that's going to be what September May. I think it's May 2023. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It might be sooner, actually. Uh, if we get this new company or whatever, I think it might be a six or nine. We'll, we'll see. We, we just said that that's like a safe. Right. safe. Oh, yeah, I know. I totally get it. So so yeah. what happened with it? It's just back order? Back, or? It's just supply and demand, man. Like all the anyone who orders vinyl right now because of there's not just not enough it's like a shortage there's or a shortage of something i don't know enough about vinyl i mean there's only them. so many factories that press them so i was gonna say there's only like less than five vinyl pressing factories in the world that i know of at least big ones they're smaller ones but yeah yeah, yeah. that's what we that we had to go with a smaller one and um yeah their their turnaround was like eight to nine months so we we're just like man yeah, makes sense. Long time. yeah so that's the reasoning behind them but uh, thanks for, for pre-ordering it yeah absolutely that. man absolutely i could not wait the second i heard apex i was i was in love with you guys i i, oh, cool. I, I was praying that you guys would get on tiny desk man i'm still <laughs> waiting for it dude i'm still waiting for it. <laughs> we never win anything man. hey you know part of the reason well i'm not saying we would have gotten on there but we forgot to even record a desk like you're like part of the <laughs> submission process is you have to show like a video clip of the desk and we got a desk out i just forgot to record it on the camera <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. we screwed ourselves oh fuck uh so yeah. so the name modeling where does that come from yeah um so that comes from this poem book that i have called the art of struggle it's by a, a french poet and i always butcher his name i i always look up how to pronounce it and i just forget but it's like something michelle Wellbeck or, or something like that but if you just look up the art of sh of struggle uh, whatever poem book it'll pop up and tell you but yeah he he used that word in one of his um poems just talking about how people as they grow they they and it's a very um sort of cynical outlook his his poem about how people model and shape themselves um based off of materialistic things and how they just continue to do this in a cycle until they die um and it yeah that's kind of kind of cynical way to look at it but i i really liked how he used the word modeling and how um i like the idea of shaping ourselves over over a period of time and um just just the idea of growing and changing um so i i feel like it's a little more hopeful in the way that i saw it for our band but um yeah that's that's where it comes from that's incredible uh so i was wondering if we could take the time to go through your guys's uh album somewhere before uh yeah inspirations pretty much where you guys were at in life uh any any kind of information we can get from it so uh let's start with somewhere before okay well i'll just start um because ryan always starts and um yes. i'm gonna give him a break <laughs> i want to get uh, so, i want to get uh, i want to get quinn's opinion on at least one of these songs oh, yeah yeah sure. we'll, we'll get quinn on here we'll I get mean, he needs to talk more <laughs> he sees george harris in the group right now and i, I, I love it i love it, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we mentioned this earlier but like i've been a photographer for a while uh mostly used to do wedding photography until the pandemic happened um, but I do like street photography, like urban photography and, you know, pictures of like buildings and old looking signs and, uh, things like that. I like the way it, the city looks at nighttime. Um, so I started a Tumblr blog for my 
photography business a while ago. And so I've been on Tumblr and I go through there sometimes and just look for inspiration. And I just thought like, well, it'd be kind of cool to make a photo blog for modeling. So I just made one on there and I would just put pictures of things that looked that, that I was inspired by, which is usually like stuff that looked like, I don't know, like sort of futuristic, but not. It has like this cyberpunk feel but it's like of real things like real buildings like neon signs and stuff that looks like it could come out of Blade Runner or some kind of movie or something like that but they're all just like real photographs of everyday things like but they have this feeling to them and it's always at nighttime and it's always like this lonely feeling and I started collecting all these photos together and I was uh, talking to Ryan one day or something and about wanting to make music that sort of sounds like the way these pictures feel um and that was where the first track happened we were writing it sort of as an intro to lodestone because we were gonna um we were gonna redo lodestone which was a, an old idea that we had talked about um from 2015 and we were gonna write an intro for it but it ended up taking on its own thing and becoming like a full track and yeah it started uh, with these photographs and it was like a photograph of a building at nighttime with like wet concrete and just empty streets and just cars parked all along the side it just had a an atmosphere to it and that's where that song kind of kicked off the album I think that was the very first song we uh wrote for the album nice uh lo now we're on to lodestone lodestone took you guys what like six years <laughs> like I it was it was like you guys started it and then like put it on the kind of like what you guys were talking about with uh, your your demos or it was like, you know, you have something, but it's like, you don't know how to progress the song, right? Right. Yeah, that one started, that idea started in 2015. It's actually on an EP that we still sell. Uh, <laughs> we don't sell it. Well, do we sell it online? I no. don't know. No, we don't sell it online, but we just sell it at our shows. We're trying to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> get it out of here. We yeah, sold, we sold one. <laughs> uh, and popular buff, buff. Poplar Bluff? Poplar Bluff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we did. Um, that idea, oh, I forgot, man. Um, yeah, so that's from 2015. That was an old idea that I had started writing based off of a trailer for the movie Only God Forgives. And um, that song has a very aggressive feeling to it, especially in the intro. Um, and yeah, it was inspired by... I. I it was inspired by a relationship I was going through at the time um, where how like in most relationships, when they're just starting, you're kind of like in your little bubble with the person that you're with. And it's almost like you're in that, um, what do you call it? That phase? Honeymoon. The honeymoon phase. And like, there could be all this like terrible shit happening on the outside of whatever you're going through, but you're just kind of like in this little bubble with this person. And that's, that sort of represented the relationship I was in at the time. It was kind of in a dark space um, mentally and what was happening on the outside, but we were just like in our little bubble together. So that's where the aggression comes from, I think, from the beginning of the track and how it goes back to dissonance at the end of the track. And then the middle is sort of like this like romantic sound, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where the idea came from. We didn't know how to like really make it into anything until later. And um that's that's my inspiration on it like the meaning of it but ryan can tell you like you know some of I'll the songs qu quickly um yeah that that song in particular was inspired by a lot of movies for me uh, specifically blade runner et uh it follows it follows like a lot of the sounds like if you guys have seen those movies like the soundtracks of those movies especially it follows 
very, very cool, very cool textures and uh, drum sounds, everything, a lot of distortion and stuff like that. And probably like a song I was listening to a lot and a movie I was watching. Well, the song and the movie are actually together. It's the movie Drive. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't, it's a really, really cool movie. And it has the song by uh, Electric Youth called Real Hero. And I remember I was listening to that a lot for, for that track. And Quinn, you can, if you want to say anything about it. Uh, yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually going to say Real Hero as well, just because uh, it was Drive. We were listening to Drive, the soundtrack to Drive so much back then. And uh, who's that composer? Uh, Cliff Martinez. Yeah. Yeah, he did uh, Only God Forgives as well. So, yeah, a bunch yep. of film scores. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, and then next we have uh, Low Fantasy. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, so I'm going to let Quinn take this one. Yeah, go ahead, Quinn. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the it's, mostly it's, instrumental one, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. It's similar to the other two. They're, it's another really old idea inspired by a film. Um, it's Under the Skin. Have you guys seen that movie with Scarlett Johansson? I feel like, I feel like I've heard of it. <clears throat> it's a really good movie. It's like a psychological, psych, psychological thriller. Um, okay. And... I think it came out in like 2014. So that's kind of when this idea spawned as well. And it was just like a subdued version of the song. Very soft and mellow. Um, And the idea behind it was kind of, it was about the the fictional appeal that we give to like regular things we do in life as humans. Because in the movie, there's, she's like an alien that's trying to experience human things. So I I just really sympathize with that and connect it to it. So yeah, that's why it's called low fantasy, like these magical things happening in everyday life. So that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really old idea. Um, <laughs> it went through so many transitions and changes before it made it onto the album. But yeah. That's so how it. long does it normally take for you guys to like sit down? I mean, you obviously you, you go through your process of of hearing a song and you try to find that correct sound. I mean, how long does it normally take for you guys to to find that like right on the mark sound yeah well it, it really just depends because like for for like like lodestone like we started that and we were like i don't know how to we don't know what to do we, we didn't know how to like make it a certain thing we kind of just we don't really sit there and try to figure it out we just throw it we just throw it away and, and come back to it later and see if we're inspired by it with what we know now so like yeah for that one like you could say that took like five almost six years um but we weren't spending like five years trying to yeah, make like, you know, like, yeah on it every single day like five no, years no, no, yeah <laughs> we're gonna get the song Fifty thousand. <laughs> sometimes it felt that way but no <clears throat> yeah, yeah that, um, that goes back to with what you said with uh like a lot of artists including myself with i do a lot i do uh, just drawings and stuff like that i my sketchbook has more like half done drawings than like completed ones, you know, because oh, yeah. sometimes yeah. you start it and you, you, like you said, you just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't feel how to finish it yet. And then when you come back later, you might have a different perspective on it. That's exactly yeah. how it happened. Yeah. 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 Um, but for the end of the album, like all the songs near the end, I mean, they kind of came together a little quicker, like kind of quickly, like within, I don't know, a month or two. Yeah. It's because we started playing live again and uh, that really helped us shape some of the songs. Oh yeah. Yeah. That changed uh, a lot about how we were finishing the the rest of the record. Yeah. Because when we started actually like, practicing them live, we started playing some of the songs that we 
weren't finished with yet that were going to be on the record performing them live and feeling out the momentum of the tracks and how they feel as you're like in it it's so different so than different. when you're riding on the computer and you're like taking your time you're sitting around and like just listening but when you play it together it's like damn there's this this doesn't need to be as long as it as we thought it needed to be yeah like right. part you know so, all right well speaking about the rest of it we'll just knock this out uh yeah. nothing unexpected Ooh, that's the next one such a banger <laughs> That's another really old idea. Um, it's actually and, tied in with Lodestone. Yeah, it was actually like a sister song to Lodestone um, because the it uses the same chord progression pretty much. But um, I would say that's what Lodestone started out as, and then we turned it into something different. But Nothing Unexpected uh, quickly is about, I guess lyrically it's about like a guy, or it's about like that, how do I word this? Like not in third person, like um, just trying to move on like closing a chapter in your life and trying to move past it and and realizing that the time that you had before that that's gone and you can't get it back and you just have to kind of move forward um that's the gist of it in the simplest way possible yeah and i'll just say quickly like that song was probably the most difficult song we've ever written like he said it started way back even before lodestone it started probably 2000 early 2015 we just did not know how to do it because if, I mean, if you guys listen to that track, it's kind of pop influence. It's very different than anything we were written. And we were really, I was really insecure about writing a song like that because it's way out of my comfort zone to kind of write like a pop, a pop influenced song. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's more, it's the most uh, universally accessible on the album, I'd say. Uh, and that was a, a huge challenge. But then, you know, I just got older. And I just said, "Fuck it, I'm just. Gonna, I, I don't care. This this sounds good to me." And then, and then it got easy. Um, but at the beginning, it, that it was tough to to finish that one. Yeah, yep. I can see, I can see how it's more of a poppy thing. Don't take it offensively, but I was one of my friends was listening to it, and they said that it reminded them of the 1975. I don't know. Was, oh, that's was... not a that's a compliment, not a bad thing. I don't know how you <laughs> feel about that band, but I, I like it, that band. I think they're a great yeah, band. It yeah. has yeah. it has like a it has a postal service meets 1975s vibe, and yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I am a massive postal service fan, so like biggest compliment I could offer you guys, pretty much right now. That's cool. Uh, yeah. cool yeah. yeah thank you uh well uh, the lyrics the lyrics for it definitely resonate with me a lot uh i can't commit to fucking anyone uh, <laughs> real anymore yeah uh, I, I wish i could i wish i had the lyrics pulled up right now but i mean the, the lyrics hit home i mean very i can't like stress this enough it's such a banger such a banger. thank you man yeah uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I can never, well, I was just gonna say, I, I I feel like I just it's just ingrained in me. I just cannot ever. Um, I just always end up writing about things that are sad. They're just the most inspiring to me. Like uh, it's not like I'm always. It's not like I'm a sad person or anything. It's just like I always channel things that made me sad or things that um made me feel a lot, and that's what it just happens to be you know when it comes out so yeah it's funny you said that because i, I was going to mention it earlier uh but i did a few years in college for for art and that was one of the things that we discussed in our class was it's the one of the dualities of being an artist is when you're happy you're not you're less inspired it's it's stuff <laughs> yeah. sad and stuff is depressing it's easier to get it out you know it's easier yes. to do the art you know and that's the thing like well, you know, I'm going to be an artist for the rest of my life, but I'm going to be a starving, depressed artist. But hey, at least I'm doing what I'm doing, you know? What I'm yeah, saying? yeah. <laughs> I, I completely get that. 
All right. A uh, couple more drifting. Yep. Yeah. Drifting. Um, that was uh, actually written as an ending to uh, the song that comes after, which is until it ends. Uh, it was a whole like, and, and until it ends was another old song that we had started. And, and we can just combine these two into one. Yeah. 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 Until it ends, we, we started in 2017 or we put out as a, I guess like a, a version of it in 2017 and it had it's very inspired inspired by like classical music and um film scores i mean film scores john, john williams and it had this whole like second movement after the song i guess you would call it i don't even know it was like a song and then after it was like this whole classical film score piece mm -hmm. thing and um when we were writing that song again or re revamping it for this album uh, it just sounded completely different. Like it's a it's a synth heavy track now. It's it's got a lot of push and momentum. It's it's just a very different track. And when I tried to incorporate the 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 second half of it into the song, it didn't feel right. That's just the it just didn't feel right. Um, I couldn't I couldn't get it to a point where I was like, this doesn't this just doesn't make sense with this track anymore. The way that we've you know redone it and everything. So. I just took a, a blip, like a little piece out of the second movement and created a new song with it that felt to me like, again, more sadness. But like for, for us, music is like a therapeutic thing. And, and a lot of the times when we're writing stuff, it is to help us get out these emotions that we feel or like for me, and I, I think for them too, but like it is to help me just kind of like cleanse some of these things that are in my mind, like purge them and get them out and like just... um it helped me just get to more of like a, a neutral state and just feel like, I don't know. So I'm not feeling so heavy all the time. Um, but yeah, um, drifting, it's kind of like, I guess, about feeling lost and not knowing where you're going. <laughs> Ironically. And then yeah. my favorite one, Remnants. Oh yeah, that was the last track that we finished. And that track was very strange because it was going to be just this recording of the same song before that until it ends they're all kind of coupled together honestly um it was a part in that song that connor uh it was a big string section it was a big like thing we wrote for strings and then he recorded it onto this really tiny mini cassette tape recorder nice. and it just sounded like crap but it was awesome like I, I really we all it just had such a vibe to it and it's like let's just make this a track because you could just listen to this with your eyes closed sitting on a beanbag with some headphones you know mm -hmm. just like in your room but like uh something happened in in the process of it i don't know like we were listening Carmen was showing me a lot of these these like bands that he was getting into like a lot of shoegaze music and a lot of like my bloody valentine my bloody... but uh one of my favorite bands that i feel like nobody i never hear about they're from new orleans they're called belong and um it's it sounds like they're inspired by my bloody Valentine, but it sounds different to it's me. It's just like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a noise. wall of noise. It's, it's just like noisy rock, distorted shit and yeah. feedback. And feedback, yeah. And just the drum, like a lot of times the drums on those recordings are pushed back. They're not so like loud and heavy and in front, like, you know, with, with like Slayer or like Dream Theater, like those drums are, right. they really hit hard and they're up there. And on this music, the drums are pulled back. It's like, wow, that's really interesting. It sounds like, kind of the music is so chaotic but it's almost soothing to listen to which is a, a very different for me i was like that's that's an interesting way of listening to music and um i don't know i was listening to those bands all the time and i just threw a drum beat on it on that same like recording um 
because I, I was just hearing it and it kind of changed the course of, of that song. And then that's kind of how it happened. And then it was off the cuff and we just did it quickly. And it, it's kind of a standout track because it's so different from everything else. And um, that's cool that you like that, Mason. Like, uh, I always find that interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like it because it, my one of my favorite genres is like kind of like, I don't know if you know heard of Boards of Canada, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like bit crush kind of industrial noise with the beats. It's not, it's repetitive, but they slowly change it. It's with like a lot of filters and pedals and like more analog gear. Yeah. Like that's what I love about it. They so. have a lot of cool sounds. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> that's why I love that's That tracks my standout. I, I like, and it's funny you mentioned uh, like closing your eyes and listening to it because like a lot of people, when they hear that song, they might get a lot of anxiety. They might like it. Yeah. Feel yeah. yeah. Like, I couldn't play my vinyls in my house with my when my ex-wife was around because she got so anxious because it was just <sighs> music like that. But I love it. I'll sit and close my eyes to it and just go to a place, you know. So that's cool that you you feel the same way about that. <laughs> you should check out um, if you like stuff like that. Um, a lot of the noise, uh, like distortion feedback and stuff that really got me into like I don't even know what it's called, just noise music. Was a, a an artist called Machine Fabric, and he's from the Netherlands, and he just writes music that just sounds like crunchy uh it almost sounds like it has no form i'm i'm sure it does but it feels like it's just improvised stuff and it's got f layers of feedback and distortion and it just when i listen to it same exact thing when i would listen to it in the car with my ex-girlfriend <laughs> she would tell me she i needed to turn it off because she was having a panic attack <laughs> yeah. but for me it feels so good like i sit there and it feels calming to me in a way um yeah, that's how I'm I feel. I'm not alone. Hell yeah, you're not alone either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that happened to me too. Like, uh, like the track before that, uh, until it ends. You know, we didn't meant, we didn't talk much about it, but that that track for me and probably them too as well. A lot of the influence came from the uh, the composer Steve Reich, and he writes really pulsy music. If you you guys should go check him out. He he's really he's written some amazing pieces of of, of art. Um, and I would play that on our road trips, and it would just drive her crazy it would just make her so anxious because there's these eighth note pulses for like twenty minutes and i'm like i i mean i just made me feel so good and like i relaxed but it made her feel so anxious so like i totally that's totally a thing and i didn't know about that until a couple years ago so it's it's the intense it's like the build-up that never goes up i mean it's it's great yeah exactly yeah 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 um so we got one more increases Yep, we'll let Quinn start this one. Is that is that a play on word for the word increases? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> Check it. Uh, that idea came because we originally had a song called Shift that we were going to put on the album. And by the time that we were getting getting close to recording it, I, I didn't really like the idea anymore. I didn't want to do it. So I started working on a new idea just because... I was just trying to find a way to not put that song on the album. I didn't feel like it fit the album or anything. So, um, yeah, that song came from, there was a quote by Robert Frost. Uh, it's something like, he, I can sum up everything I learned in life in three words. Uh, life goes on. And so I just wanted to make something that felt like a, a piece with a lifespan or like a timeline piece, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like it feels like there's a clock a clock in the piece almost with the rhythmic stuff going on. And 
yeah, that's that's that idea was just inspired like last year, just last minute, because I didn't want to put an older piece on the album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he 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 came up with the original foundation of all the rhythmic sense that you hear at the beginning of the song, and then he showed it to us, and then you know, Connor and I we collaborated with that piece of music, and we kind of that song was written live like basically like we we finished that song from playing live shows because we we had a lot of structural issues until we started performing it and um yeah that's that's kind of how it came together and then connor didn't think that a normal voice would sound right over this kind of music so we kind of did this this like harmony vox box with with his vocals and made it sound robotic on purpose Mm -hmm. um that's kind of how it took took shape and whatnot and then at the very end well sorry i was just gonna say one of the main reasons because that song has no chords in it yeah Um, so like i thought that it could you could make the voice be the chords essentially like because there aren't any chords in it or it could just outline some of the harmony that wasn't there um yeah that's kind of yeah and then at the very end of the song probably around like i don't know six minutes or something six minute mark the whole thing kind of ends and it becomes this this like rhythmic pad thing and what that is is Quinn took the entire song and threw it through a granular, uh, a granular synthesizer on, in his DAW, and it, it turned into that. So the end is is the song, and but it's all granulated and moving back and forth. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the album. And then at the very end, we, we reprise the uh, the melody from the first track somewhere before. There's like a melody line. Yeah, that those those things are kind of scattered throughout the whole album uh, somewhere before melody i mean the lyric the vocal melody is the it's that thing that you hear at the beginning of the album like it's it's in drifting it's in uh well i don't know where where it's in remnants it's all over the place yeah <laughs> it's just kind of in different uh it's wearing a different uh, i don't know mask i don't know it just it, it sounds different but it's the same intervals um, yeah yeah yeah, my brother was listening to the, to the album, and he he he's been li- like stuck on it for the past few days, and he just says it's uh it's one of those albums that you can literally listen to front to back, and it just seems like it's one song. It's just like yeah. a whole experience type of thing, you know. It's it's cool. it's a journey, which is cool. I like albums like that. So and that's yeah. yeah, that's cool to hear because yeah, we did spend a lot of time on transitions and trying to make the songs flow into each other smoothly, and um, yeah, it's cool to that you um. I guess that that point came across yeah. on the vinyl. Is it going to be paused or is it going to be one song? Because I know that sometimes they do that. They'll pause the tracks or certain albums I have that it keeps playing into the next song. So um, it's, oh, I'm assuming it'll be like uh, a cassette tape. We have cassette tapes now. And yeah. first side is four tracks. And the second side is the other four tracks. And there is the only pause you'll have is once you flip it over. Nice. You know, that's nice. awesome. Wow. Yeah. Thing. That's cool. Nice. Uh, so the name no, we'll see. somewhere before where uh, where did you guys come up with that? I mean, uh, to to mark your first album as this band. Um, yeah, I think part of it, um, like I said, uh, a lot of the inspiration for the the photographs, uh, they feel. I was very into like retrofuturism, which is just like the idea of the future from people in the past, what they thought the future was going to be like. Like Back to the Future thinking there's going to be flying cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like that idea. And so, um, but then also, so there's that fictional thing where it feels like a sci-fi movie. And then there's the realist, the realism part of it where it's like literally stories from 
our past, my past, lyrically, things, you know, um, also the old ideas of music, bringing them up. And, and it, it's so it's it's part fiction and part fact. And it's, I just felt like, yeah, it feels like a time, like another time, like so, something from like a past time in our lives, either a fictional one or, or a factual one. So, yeah, that's kind of what uh, I guess inspired that that name. Because you look at these photographs and we have a blog on our website and you look at them and they feel like, or I feel like they, they feel like a place. They feel like a world that is separate from where we are, even though these photographs are taken in the, taken in our world, it just feels like some other time period or something. And it's just very magical to me when I look at them and I just hear sounds when I look at them and I just, yeah. So that's where that came from. I mean, that's pretty cool because I mean, awesome. you just describing it, just seeing the smile on your face, it feels like you're there right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll, uh, oh, cool. yeah. I mean, just watching you, just like light up, just talking about this. You know, <laughs> you, I can see it that you're like picturing yourself where and how everything was going. I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, you said you said uh, retro futurism. I've never heard that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that. <laughs> but uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and close off. Um, you, Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so we're at the ass end of our show. Uh, is there any places you guys can be found? I know you guys have some upcoming shows. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our tag on mostly everything is at modeling music. So like Instagram, Facebook and whatnot. And um, you can find all of our, most of our, most of our information is on our Instagram. We use that the most. So you can check that out. But our website is also available. It's modelingmusic.co. Um, and it'll have all of our tour dates and, and all that stuff. And we're playing a lot this summer regionally and, you know, and whatnot. Um, yeah, for That's sure. Great. For sure. Well, I am your fearless leader, Tyler Campbell. I am your humble co-host, Riley Wallen. And to my right. I and have... it's your boy, Mason. And I have a question. Uh, is it possible to get a signed cassette from you guys? I will, <laughs> I will, pay, I will pay whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We'll definitely do it, man. I will yeah. be in your DMs then. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having us. This was Honor, awesome. Ryan, uh, Quinn, you guys have been awesome, and I cannot thank you guys enough for being yes, on the show. You. you, This has like been a dream for me. I have been starstruck pretty much the second I walked into the studio today. Uh, thank you guys so much for being on Menomous right. Fortune. You guys have been awesome. Thank, thank you, you guys. guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. And like I said, if you guys ever want to come up to Iowa... Hey, I, I know the contact now. I had no Absolutely. contact in Iowa. So now, Absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Well, boys, we're fucking out. We are out. Have a good night, guys. See you guys. Thank you guys so much again. Yeah, guys. thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Remember, always listen to mom.